Hello and welcome to episode 5 of It Starts With Beer. My name is Will Sis and I'm your host. And in this episode I have an interview with Brandon Collins. He's the owner and head distiller of Continuum Distilling in Waterbury, Connecticut. And he's perfect for the first podcast interview, I think, because just like this podcast, Continuum starts with beer too, literally. Uh, This guy makes three distillates, uh, distillates, (laughs) and uh, one is a straightforward rum with molasses, but the other two, uh, he had to come up with his own categories for these. One he's calling drops, and the other he's calling chard. The idea is that these, uh, along with the rum, use this sludge that's left behind in fermenters by local breweries. He goes and collects them, and this is the semi-solid goo that's uh, not packaged, but it still has uh, fermented. It's still got hops and yeast that would normally just be thrown out or maybe given away for composting, but he's able to collect it and he's able to turn it into spirits. So this is a story, uh, you know, for the most part, I didn't record this actually intending it to be part of a podcast at all, uh, just for my notes, but I'm giving it a shot and mixing it together. This interview takes place at Continuum's Distilling Room, which is the largest part of the 3,500 square foot industrial building in, in, um, in Waterbury. I want you to picture, looks like a lot like a brewery. But instead of the giant fermenters, he's got um, two um, he's got two stills, uh, which are really just uh, stainless steel cones that have uh, copper equipment. There's some other equipment that it flows into. But the idea is that he's got uh, a stripping still, and he has a uh, a spirit still. And um, you know, he talked me through the process. I was interested in the beer connection. Most of the place, if you looked around, were plastic storage containers. You had these blue 55-barrel drums and much larger white uh, plastic totes. The whole idea was that this is where the sludge was waiting before it could be uh, used uh, and he could extract the alcohol from it to turn it into uh, spirits. He also had racks of repurposed wooden casks up on racks as well. So I asked Brandon a bit about his background, uh, how he works for the breweries, how beer uh, sets his spirits apart from other regular spirits, and what this venture has been like for him personally. So uh, let's take a listen. Now tell me about your uh, background. You obviously have some science brewing. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm a chemist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a protein crystallographer for 13, 14 years in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, what does that entail? So that is a process where we're growing uh, crystals of uh, protein molecules, um, mm-hmm. and we are uh, you're trying to see how the potential drug compounds interact with those proteins. Mm. And when you change one little piece of the chemical structure of of the drug, you want to see what it does to the structure of the protein. Mm. And that's how you learn about whether that drug uh, is effective, Mm. uh, whether it's safe, uh, whether it, um, you know, uh, is uh, 
works with like different solubility. You mean before people even take it? Oh yeah, this is Got extremely it. early stage that research. That sounds life-saving eventually, yes. right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, good. Um, so I worked for a couple different pharmaceutical uh, well, how did companies. You, uh, prior to that, if you don't mind, how did you get all your uh, chemistry knowledge? Uh, so I have a master's in chemistry. Where did you get that? Uh, University of Toledo. Toledo? So Ohio. Are you from Ohio? I am not. Where are you from? Tennessee. Oh, okay. So how did you end up in Connecticut? Okay, so I, I first worked, my first job out of uh, my master's was uh, for Pfizer, and I worked in St. Louis. Uh-huh. Uh, was laid off uh-huh. uh, as part of like a, a mass layoff of the company. Uh-huh. Uh, that will happen. Uh, and uh, was able to find another uh, job uh, in my specialty here in uh, Ridgefield, Connecticut, yeah. um, and worked there for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And then they moved my whole department to Germany. Mm, oh, so, you didn't want to go to Germany? Uh, no. <laughs> they got good beer there, though. They have yeah. great beer there. Um, and I knew the... And so then I was looking at, well, what can I do? I mean, if I want to stay in my specialty, it was going to require another cross-country move. Mm. So I moved from Tennessee to Ohio to St. Louis to Connecticut. And then now with a family, uh, okay. I was thinking, you know, I'm not sure that that's what I want to do it sure. was an option but you know what else is out there and um, before I even got that far along uh, I was in Blackhawk uh, one night which I live like 10 minutes away from uh, the week that uh, uh, my layoff was announced and I was having a pint and they had a I'd have a couple uh, 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 poster up for uh, a three month internship huh? and the way my layoff worked is I had a three month window where I was still on the payroll, but could not accept a new job. Mm. And I'm like, well, this is too perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, three month internship where I can go in and they'll give me like a case of beer a week yep. to come like stand on the, the canning line for a couple hours. Right, right. I think I'll do that. Yes. So I uh, talked to Tyler Jones uh, and he was like, oh, you mean you're a chemist and want to come like hang out? And he's a chemical engineer yeah, by yeah. training. So it was like, you know, this like really good like connection. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's where. I started really having like some light bulbs go off. So I'd be standing on the canning line and the way their canning line is, it faces the brew house. And so I would see these movements and the, the way that bottom of the fermenter runoff was not being utilized. And, and I said, well, you know, I think I have an idea. And so I uh, started thinking about that, uh, went to them and said, I think we can do this. And we started putting plans together. And uh, I originally did uh, my first test batch uh, at Litchfield Distillery in 2018, oh, in, uh, January 2018. So how does the process work from your end? You go to them, you say, hey, we'd like your, uh, what do you just call it, waste byproduct? Or right, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's industry it's, term for that. Uh, there is no industry term <laughs> oh, for it. Oh, you could it. invent it, so, we could so do it right now. So we call now. it like the runoff. The runoff, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So you go to the runoff, this is stuff that they cannot bottle, they cannot, it's post-boil, it's all, it's all, yep. it's they fully just fermented. cannot use, it's fully fermented. Yeah. And you say, we're gonna, mm. what, bring you one of these so and you fill it up? So we actually use these, because oh, okay. uh, these, uh, just for, uh, so we're talking purposes. about barrels. Yeah, 55-gallon 55 55 drums. 55-gallon drums. We take, uh, and I have a fleet of these. This is only a small portion of the ones that I have. These are the empty ones that I currently have. What are they made out of? Looks, uh, looks like plastic. Are, uh, yeah, HDP, so uh, high-density polyethylene. Mm-hmm. Um, all food grade. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, and these were all served some uh, initial life uh, mm-hmm. before I picked them up. All so right. they had anywhere from... 
Bloody Mary mix to uh, coconut oil, and then most of the ones that I actually get now I get from uh, Rise, which is the canned coffee. Okay. So they, they had the coffee concentrate in them uh, oh, wow. prior to, to, and for, for those types of things, uh, uh, they're only allowed one use of them before yep. they have to be recertified. Ah. So, you know, they... Kind of like wooden barrels, but... Right, right. So, uh, but I, I get them a lifetime out of them after yeah. that. But now, the idea is that you're going to be different than anybody else because of your beer connection. Correct. What does the beer impart? Oh, yeah. So this is like really the cool part of the yeah. story. So, you know, there's just the upfront, it's, it's a sustainable uh, process. It's really cool that we're recycling. Yeah. But what's so exciting to me is the amount of flavor that you get because it was a finished beer. It's not, uh, the um, if I wanted to make the same product from scratch, it would be so cost prohibitive because uh, the specialty malts, the the cost of the hops that are going into making these exceptional uh, craft beers that Connecticut is making right now would just be astronomical yeah. just to, to be able to do that. But what it does is a traditional spirit is using a very very base grain um, and there you know it might be a very good base grain but it's it's not um, you know even if you look at whiskeys it's it's a fairly straightforward malt bill you know like some barley. corn barley rye you know mm -hmm. yep. just a few few ingredients but we've got roasted chocolate malts you know some flaked oats all of these really really awesome awesome malt bills that go into these just great beers around here and it imparts a lot a lot of flavor into the final product how's this experience been for you uh now well I... it's it's the hardest thing i've ever done yeah it, it is um you know i'm i'm just putting everything i can into it uh because i i want it to be successful uh it's uh at the same time i what what i am thriving off of right now is the interest uh is that people really are captivated by the story uh and then on top of that uh seem to really love the product i i, I personally do but when i see someone else enjoying it that that's what's so gratifying right. to me. so you're saying and i haven't i haven't tried anything yet but i'd like to try uh, <laughs> i'm not an experienced person but I, I definitely want to try it the idea is that um this is not an acquired this is not radically different than, say, a, a, you know, like a whiskey. If you right. like whiskey, you're going to like this. It's yes, not like a third but, but category. What's, what's really cool about, like, the drops, for instance, mm -hmm. is um, it's an alternative spirit that, like, it's very botanical and floral, mm -hmm. like a gin, yep. but it doesn't have that juniper that turns a lot of people off mm -hmm. to a gin. And mm -hmm. so you'll have people that say, like, I hate gin. You'll have people that say they hate IPA. Yeah, right. And you give them some drops, and they're like, "Oh, that's good." Oh, that's that's good. Yeah, I I think yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't unless your body literally doesn't tolerate it, uh, you shouldn't shut yourself off from anything any right, experience. Right, you right. know, So give it a try. Cool. All right. Yeah. Do do, do you have any that no. are available, or is that uh, is that uh, am I allowed to like yeah, try yeah. something? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Cool. Just uh, I'll I'll come through the bar. So yes, I did get a chance to uh, try some. Um, he made reference there to Black Hog. Now, Black Hog is a brewery in Oxford that he, you know, originally got this idea from, and now those guys are uh, kind of partnered up with him, which is pretty nice. Uh, it's his, it's his company though, and he's 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 really making a run for it. I, I think uh, you know he's, he doesn't even really started yet, but he seems to have a lot of backers. I want to tell you a little bit about these spirits. 
um, they were very enjoyable. Again, I, as I mentioned there, I'm not a, really a spirits person. I always feel like they definitely um, are uh, maybe a little too potent for me. I have more of a constitution for beer, but the rum, I think, was the most familiar tasting uh, spirit for sure. It's made with blackstrap molasses and yeast from uh, Black Hogs Granola Brown. Smooth, very smooth tasting, 90 proof. The Drops was the one that had uh, hops from three different Black Hog beers. Definitely more bitter, of course, with little sweetness at the end, but it was kind of more gin-like to me, uh, perhaps more tropical than, than gin. And then there was Chard, which is kind of known as their beer whiskey, although they officially can't call it that. And that contains uh, Black Hog's coffee milk stout and with a sweetness from the lactose that was quite intense and enjoyable. So if you're interested, uh, you can go uh, buy the brewery. Um, it is going to be um, open uh, Saturday, February 22nd, um, and uh, Sunday, uh, February 23rd. So they're going to have kind of their their open house, um, uh, grand opening. Uh, so they're at uh, 2066 Thomaston Avenue in Waterbury. You can go to continuumdistilling.com for more information. Uh, thank you so much for spending time with me. And, uh, you know, thanks. Uh, I'll, uh, you can get in touch with me at beer.snob at yahoo.com. Or you can go to my uh, website, which is uh, beersnobrights.com. Uh, thanks a lot. <laughs>